Hey, this is Jilly Woodhouse on the Osteo Business Podcast, talking all things osteo business. Here's Jilly Woodhouse, an author, speaker, award-winning business coach, and passionate advocate of osteopathy. Let's talk about how to stay in love with your business. We all get those days, you know, back to back all day, complex problems to sort, and sometimes everything bunches up and yet again there's lunch right out of the window. (laughs) Happens to me often. But too many of those kind of days and before we know it, we're starting to feel just a little bit jaded. Then there's family stuff, money worries and the constant pressure of the to-do list. Then it can all begin to make us feel, well, a tad resentful of all those people demanding our time and attention and energy. I mean, we're doing this work because we love it, right? And any resentment would make us, well, not a very nice person. There's actually nothing else we'd rather do in reality. But the ongoing stress of everything that needs our attention can become a little overwhelming. Patient inquiries, cancellations, late arrivals, DNAs, accounts, staff pay, staff management, newsletters, social media, CPD, mentoring, tech breakdown, cleaning, stock control, blah, blah, blah. Frankly, it's never ending. But it doesn't have to always be like this. I believe strongly that investing in decent systems integrated to save you time is the number one way to save loads of time and stay in love with your business. Inefficiencies in the way a practice runs creates an even more stress and overwhelm. But many clinic owners are afraid of tech or simply don't want to learn about it. And I've seen that many hundreds of times over the years. Until that is, We've upgraded all those time-wasting and outdated procedures and systems and brought in super-efficient ones instead. Once that's all sorted and resolved, marketing is obviously critical. We need to ensure that potential patients know what and who is behind that door, behind that clinic door, because they probably don't know. And what the people behind that clinic door actually do. And not only that, but they need to properly understand why they would book in to see a member of the team. However, underpinning all of this is a far more fundamental issue, I believe. And that is what is going on in our own heads. 
Stay with me here. Allow me to share some observations. When a clinic owner is failing to thrive, even though they've diligently applied all that I usually teach, including all of the above and far more, it becomes obvious that something bigger is holding them back. Sometimes these are long-held beliefs and sometimes a little negative self-talk is at play. Bob is one such example. He wasn't too sure about modernising his systems and for quite some time his foot was firmly on the brake meaning we were making very slow progress in improving the basic operations of the clinic. He double-guessed everything and questioned our advice. Progress was at a snail's pace. Now, you might be surprised, but I can get a little frustrated at points like these because I know that if Bob only trusted in the process, he'd quickly find he was clawing back his precious time. And of course, the longer it took to implement his prosperity plan, the longer it would be before things improved. Then Bob would worry about the cash in his bank. He'd look at the ever dwindling amounts and catastrophize over paying the rent and the bills and the team and, and, and more disillusionment. When he got onto the thorny subject of fees, we'd head off down the road of lack and scarcity. Oh no, he'd retort. People around here won't pay that much. Even though I was suggesting a relatively low increase of fees, and even though I knew of other clinics just up the road who were charging far more and were busy. He'd get stuck in his long-held beliefs about what amount people would exchange for less pain and better health. Hint, it's actually always more than your mind monkey would allow you to think. Bob's mind monkey thought he was keeping him safe. But in reality, the pesky varmint was holding him back. Yes, holding him back from earning what he was really worth, a fair exchange of skills and time for a fair fee. So when we finally got over that, fees were increased and despite Bob's fear, no patients left. Huzzah! And nobody called him names or alluded to his chronic greed because of course that wasn't true of him at all. Now, you can see how Bob keeps getting in the way of his own success. Does that ever happen to you? His overthinking, his fear of peer judgment, his beliefs around what people will pay for his service and his unhelpful thoughts 
around what he deserves in his life and in his career are all stopping him from enjoying his work. So here's another way. Let's introduce you to Kerry. Kerry had fallen right out of love with her work and her clinic. So much so that she was feeling exhausted, dejected and quite frankly was ready to throw the towel in along with the wretched diary and the darned keys to the place. Luckily, Kerry decided to give it one last chance and invested in working with us. Within weeks, with our practical help and guidance, she'd upgraded her systems and operations. Kerry then began smashing her marketing out the park and patient numbers started increasing. Everything Kerry did was backed up by a can-do attitude and things started turning around in relatively no time at all. She substantially increased her fees once she started believing that she was indeed worth them. She didn't allow any preconceived ideas to hold back her progress. She even ignored what other practitioners were charging locally and simply got on with charging a fair fee for her vast knowledge and skills. Soon Kerry fell back in love with her work and felt enormous warmth towards her patients rather than that creeping resentment as before. She planned in regular breaks and holidays and she took plenty of time out of clinic on trips to the countryside or long weekends away to recharge her batteries. Can you see the difference in approach here between Bob and Kerry? Could it be possible that when we focus on the lack of money, the lack of patient bookings, the lack of time, and the lack, therefore, of security, that we do indeed keep failing and feeling perhaps resentful of patients or even of other local practices? Could it be that our fear of making changes keeps us stuck and therefore blaming others for our plight? And could it be that our own limiting beliefs can actually stop us having the very thing we crave? When I see a practitioner focused only on what's wrong, only on patient numbers and only on their dismal bank balance, I know there's a mountain to climb. But climb it we will. And as we journey together, we begin to see that focus shifting towards patient outcomes, creating a gold standard patient journey. And we fix that focus very firmly on a future of abundance in all things. When that happens, when the focus is on service, not income, results, not money, and outcomes, not fees, everything works better.
and we witness a clinic owner who is no longer out of control, overwhelmed and exhausted. We see someone thriving, energetic and back in love with their work. Thanks for listening to the Osteo Business Podcast. Remember to like, follow and subscribe on all Jilly's channels, which can be found in the show notes. Jilly's back soon with more tips, ideas and strategies to build your thriving practice.